Hey guys, welcome back to the Pop Culture Podcast. I'm Eliana Joftis. Um, I'm a junior and I'm an opinion writer at the Black and White um, at Whitman. And yeah, so usually I would be joined by a guest, um, but today it's just me. Um, probably a shorter podcast today. But yeah, this is something that I feel like is pretty timely and I've been wanting to talk about on the podcast for like a really long time and that is comedy. So I'm like a huge comedy fan. I don't know, like I love watching stand-up comedy. I love watching sketch comedy. I love watching, you know, like comedy series and comedy movies. I'm definitely like, I wouldn't consider myself a comedy buff or anything, but um, I'm just a comedy fan. I follow a lot of the like very popular comedians of our time and everything and I feel like the reason why this is timely right now is all the stuff happening which with um Pete Davidson and Kanye West has definitely made a lot of people more like aware of like Pete Davidson and his like role in the world kind of as like a social commentary person who's like also a comedian and I feel like that's the role of a lot of comedians these days and like our political climate is just like like in the simplest terms just commenting on what's going on in the world because of the craziness that's going on in the world um but I'll get into that more later first I wanted to talk about just like well stand-up comedy in general like I was just saying currently has been kind of more commentary on political climate social climate whether that be like people talking about cancel culture or trump or um just like things going on i know a lot of recent stand-up comedy has been about covid and coming back from covid with stand-up comedy coming back i actually went to a stand-up comedy show in the winter uh like maybe it was like november um it was hassan minhaj um who is so so funny if you've never heard of him go google him right now he has a show on netflix uh which is oh i'm forgetting the name of um but he also just does a lot of commentary on he is um a oh his show is called patriot act i just realized but yeah so he is a host who is of indian descent and talks a lot about racism and um just like what he faces as a person of color in the Hollywood comedy world which I think is really interesting and he's gone through a lot if you ever see his stand-up or ever see any of his bits um he has a lot of stuff on Netflix and YouTube it's just like really amazing he does a lot of stuff with visuals um which I really admire and yeah, I just, he came to the Kennedy Center. I was so into it. I thought it was just like really well done. And he, that was a really great example of someone who can t- twist depressing things that are going on in the world and like make them more interesting. When I, what I would say is like, sometimes people don't do that great of a job of like twisting things without kind of like making fun of something. Like, I don't know, I think an example of this could be like mainstream sex sketch comedy um or like other stand-up comedians will take things that are already like depressing or um already things that are like nobody really wants to hear anything more about that or just take things and hit on the very obvious points which people that are like very into comedy it's like very annoying when someone takes a joke and like 
just hits on the things like okay we already all already know this like when people make fun of specific politicians like like people make fun of joe biden for being like old and sleepy like okay yeah we we, we all know we are we're all aware of this joke already and i think that that's like a big weakness right now is like people are kind of reusing these like just like petty things instead of actually like developing new and nuanced jokes it's more just like oh like that woman has a funny accent let's make fun of it and that's just like i don't like um speaking of women (laughs) um gender disparities in comedy i have that written down on my little doc and that is like i could talk about this forever um if you look up like stand-up comedy on netflix i guarantee you the first 20 suggestions will be men maybe it will be a couple women thrown in but you know it's pretty obvious comedy is very very male dominated if you didn't know that already which i'm sure most people do but something that a lot of people don't really talk about as much is like the women that are in comedy and how they feel like they must represent themselves as comedians um a really good example of this is like ali wong who um some people may like i think i i respect her but it's just definitely very sad like what she does versus what other what maybe her male counterparts do to get the laugh if you start any ali wong stand up or look at any of her bits they're very very sex focused they're very very like i have to talk about this as a woman because i'm a woman i have you know i'm have to talk about sex because that's i'm a woman and um I think she obviously that's not all she talks about but if you look at a lot of popular female comedians it's very self-deprecating it's very I'm a woman and this sucks because you know my you know I get my period and blah 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 blah. it's just like why can't women make the same jokes as men and the, the answer is there's really no reason it's just the ingrained like misogyny and not maybe it's not even like the woman is misogynistic um against herself it's just like what we've been taught is funny is like oh i'm a woman so i have to point out that ugh, woman like i'm a woman so that's the main joke here guys and um kind of directing like that whole their whole like bit is about that and that's just like what really sucks and like men can talk about things that like women can't like i mean obviously they can but that women feel ashamed to talk about um and, like, there's so much research I could pull up about, um, I was just looking up research before about disparities in, like, data and, like, how statistically audiences have found men funnier than women, which is just so messed up. Like, there's obviously no real difference in how a man or a woman delivers comedy. There's really no difference between how a man and a woman speak. It's just sexism. It's just, oh, this person talks like this and this person talks like this you know and there's really no real reason really no real difference between it um if you guys are a fan of stand-up comedy on netflix or recorded stand-up comedy whatsoever or if you're looking to get more into it one of my favorite female female comedians stand-up comedians um who has a really really great special on netflix is chelsea peretti you may know her if you watch brooklyn 99 she plays gina 
I think that's her name, the, the character's name, and she talks a lot about the sexism in um, the comedy industry during, uh, it's in, in a, in, uh, as a part of her stand-up, but I also really admire her because she ra- rarely talks about how she is. She is a woman, she's a Jewish woman, and she rarely talks about her identity. And obviously some comedians, it's like, no, I want to talk about my identity because that's what makes up my comedy and that's who I am. And I applaud that. I think it's really awesome to acknowledge, like, I am a female comedian. But And she acknowledges it, but she knows that just because you're a woman doesn't mean you need to make your stand-up comedy about being a woman, you know? It's like, I don't know. It's just, like, she also talks about how men will talk about, like, sex in very graphic ways. And will talk about um, things that, like, if a woman got up on stage and talked about it, they would probably, people would probably think it's disgusting. Like, you don't see, like women like coming on stage and being like talking about their like bodily fluids or talking about like their genital problems like (laughs) it's just obviously a double standard and there's really nothing that like we can do about it besides just recognize it as an audience and being like wow like this woman is like really making fun of herself or oh wow that man said that but if a woman said that I don't really know what would happen like It's very, very messed up. Um, And we can't talk about sexism in the comedy industry without talking about racism in the comedy industry. Like, you know, everything has a racist history. Um, But the most, like, prominent form of racist history in the comedy uh, arena is definitely sketch comedy, I would say. Like, if you... um, I mean, I meant to kind of talk about, like, Saturday Night Live with my, like, gender disparities thing, too, but that's, like, obviously has had a lot of problematic things happening in their past, and, like, some of their jokes are uh, not always the funniest, (laughs) and will often, like, use use other people's, like, I don't want to say trauma, but will, like they'll just go about things in not the best way all the time especially in the past where there was not as where our society was not as like politically correct um but I watched a documentary about the Dana Carvey show if you don't know who Dana Carvey is he is one of the legends of Saturday Night Live like he originated some of these huge characters became super famous he created a movie about one of his characters on Saturday Night Live like genuinely one of the like people that had become one of the most famous, well, probably not the most ma- famous because he not, he's not as mainstream as, like, Adam Sandler, like, Will Ferrell or anything, but definitely really well-respected. But if you look at all the, like, past stuff of, like, he was on Saturday Night Live for a while, and then he created his own show with um, Stephen Colbert and Steve Carell, I believe yes yes and um if you look at some of that it's like just completely like the whole joke is like racism or the whole joke is like oh like sexism like you're a woman I'm a man let's make fun of that you know or uh homophobia like joking about how all these two men they love each other (laughs) like it's crazy like what was just like a whole sketch was surrounded around just this one idea and that still happens even in even in our more 
aware and tolerant society it still happens like it's still these petty like there was a really common joke around people who watch Saturday Night Live a lot where they'll take one one little joke and then they'll make a whole sketch out of it when it's like they it's just like a one run-on joke I mean that's what a sketch is but they're not really introducing anything new but imagine if that joke was like a sexist joke or a racist joke that's what would happen almost every week weekend in Saturday Night Live or Dana Car the Dana Carvey show um and obviously it's just like the racism in their casting the sexism in their casting there's so many more white people than black people that are famous in comedy there are so many more men than women that are famous in comedy like it is really just like the safe space for white men <laughs> like that's what it is um also if anybody watches 30 rock which is like tina fey um and alec baldwin um tracy jordan a bunch of other really famous people um that was a super huge show that's kind of playing on the idea of like a saturday night live type show showing the behind the scenes of a late night show in new york city it's a some of the episodes are really great. I still watch some of them just kind of like, you know, for fun, but um, the, it's extremely racist and it's extremely, like it was made in like what, 2005 or 2006? I don't know if that's right, but like earlier 2000s, you can see the, just like how the comedy, like it's showing like, oh, this is what the comedy industry is like and like, let's make a joke out of it. And their jokes are, oh, like, you're going to dress up as a woman for this sketch. So then they're like, okay, why? And then it's like, because it's funny. Like, you'll be dressing up in a dress. And then it's like, oh, I get it. And it's like, it's kind of making fun, but it's also still doing the same thing because there's still blackface in the show. There's so disgusting jokes in the show that I'm like, oh, like, yeah. If you're a comedy fan or if you're just a person that has watched any sort of comedy from, like, the like the early 2000s or the 90s or literally anything um you can really see some of the progress that we've made which is good but obviously some of that stuff is still like going to this day which really sucks okay <laughs> taking a little break from all the darker topics we've been talking about i wanted to talk about the pete davidson scandal really quickly because it's just crazy how pete davidson i am a person that um, like, I watch Saturday Night Live almost every week, and before people say, like, that's, oh my god, like, it's not even funny anymore, like, how do you do that? I really don't find every sketch very funny. Like, I, sometimes I watch a whole episode, and I'm like, that wasn't that great of an episode. I think it's more, I like it for the theatrics, and I like the celebrity guests, I like the musical guests, I like just seeing, like, that kind of thing come together, and I've just, grown up watching it um so I do just kind of have a um just a tradition with it when um my sister is home from college we always sit down on Sunday mornings after the show had come out on Saturday night and we watch it either together or with my parents and it's really sweet and I just think that having those memories around it makes me really excited to watch it every Sunday morning or Saturday night if I have the time um but so just Pete Davidson is a person that I have seen kind of grow on Saturday Night Live as like a very, very young person, to, still a very young person, but just like extreme in the extreme public eye now. He has been in the public eye for the past few years because of like 
Ariana Grande and like blah 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 like and he is a person that I actually admire even though he's not always like he's not always had my specific comedic tastes or whatever even though I don't really have one of those I think that I admire how he's really open about um his like struggles with his like mental illness and um how he's just been very open about everything going on in his life and just how he's been like a younger face of Saturday Night Live and you can appreciate that like he's so like obviously he's not he's not close in age with me but he is like in his 20s in a show that is has been around since 1975 I believe and um it's just crazy to see that but with the Kim Kardashian thing (laughs) it's like um I saw a bit about how like male comedians can date like the models and the celebrities and female comedians won't date that but like that's just a joke but I definitely see that like all the memes about how Pete Davidson is like gets every celebrity and every girl like how people will say their celebrity crush is Pete Davidson or how Ariana Grande and Kim Kardashian have both dated Pete Davidson it's like I think it's just like funny to see like just the Saturday Night Live comedian who is kind of very average at first just blow up like this for really no reason and then he's the main enemy of Kanye West one of the most famous rappers alive and um I just love the drama I live for it I think um I caught Pete okay another thing is Pete Davidson literally did a whole bit about how Kanye West came to Saturday Night Live and caused the biggest ruckus and like how he wore a Make America Great Again hat while he was there and was just, like, uh, just definitely, uh, (laughs) I'm trying to find the words, but definitely an interesting person while he was there and kind of was, like, Kanye West, like, kind of bashing him, being like, Kanye West needs to take his medicine and Kanye West needs to blah, 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 and now this is, like, a real feud that's going on where Kanye West literally reposted um, memes that, like... (laughs) fans made and it just feels like an alternate dimension but I love it I really do love it I think it's hilarious and you know that like really nobody's getting hurt in this it's just petty internet feuds and that you see two completely opposite people that Pete isn't even like engaging in it and I love it so much anyways uh, but more about Pete Davidson is I just really think that he's like a great voice for like younger generations in comedy because you can see in like Saturday Night Live if um when he goes on like Weekend Update or when he has monologues or when he has some of his own shining moments you see that he's kind of bringing like the more modern jokes or modern edge to like what they're talking about he can talk about mental health and he can talk about drugs and he can talk about things in a very um personal way because that's what he experienced and he is self-deprecating but not in a way that's depressing I think it's just very real and that's what a lot of like people need to see is that there's like so many successful people that still struggle with this and how he has been like getting so much better and he definitely looks very happy he's dating him Kardashian and um I just really admire that in him um another example of this is like John Mulaney um most people know who John Mulaney is if you don't I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if people don't, but, like, most people that um, have seen, like, Saturday Night Live or anything like that kind of know what it is, but, and he has two 
two or I think he has three really really good stand-up specials on Netflix he is probably one of my favorite comedians as along with so many other people's favorite comedians and um I just think that what happened with him in the past year if you're not aware he um divorced his wife or he split with his wife and then went to rehab well so okay let me give some backstory first (laughs) so John Mulaney is was a very successful comedian and would often talk about how in college well starting in high school he would start abusing really serious drugs and had a drug problem and then in college it escalated um and he was doing cocaine and all these really awful things but he recovered and was doing a lot better and was sober and wasn't doing anything and then there was all this news about how um he reportedly like split from his wife and went admit and well he didn't admit himself I I saw an interview where he hadn't his friends gave him an intervention and then he went to rehab um because he had relapsed and then he was in rehab for I think a year or maybe a little less and then when he um, got out of rehab, he talked to Seth Meyers about how he was, well, he got married to Olivia Munn, his girlfriend, who he started dating right out of rehab, and then they also had a baby named Malcolm. How I know all this information, I genuinely could not tell you. <laughs> I know, like, way too much, but... um yeah, that was really interesting because there was a lot of public backlash um, for, like, a lot of people who, like, just did not know him whatsoever and were, were kind of just like, oh, he's right out of rehab, he shouldn't be starting a new family, like, he shouldn't be having a baby, he shouldn't be starting a new life right now, which is understandable, but, like, also, it's it's his life, you know, we don't know him. Like, people that are fans of John Mulaney are, like, think they know him just because they've seen like stand-up of his and that's really sad but yeah so he's hosting Saturday Night Live this weekend but I do think that um I do think that he's a really great another really great voice of like people who a realistic view of drug addiction where he really struggled with it and he was talking about um like in his stand-ups and in on in his tv appearances how he struggled with it and then how he became sober and then how the public viewed his kind of journey with relapse and but then having uh starting a family and having um a new wife and everything which definitely is like controversial up to it's up to your opinion I'm not really I have a very complicated view on it I think it's it's you know it's a person we don't know just because it's a celebrity doesn't mean we know like what's going on in his life um so I'm not really interested as much as other people or as invested I'm interested but um I think I don't know it's he is a very complicated comedian because he's really funny I think everyone really admires like his storytelling capabilities and just how he's able to like keep people hooked throughout a whole story and have little jokes throughout and then like a big like kicker at the end that's like the best type I think it's just like um really funny stories that he can tell and really dramatize I guess is the right word um but it is kind of like gives you like a point of view under like into like just he is a straight white male comedian and like how much that definitely has an impact on his career um like he is funny and he's deserving absolutely deserving of all of his success I'm not saying that but it's just like you see who really clearly benefits from 
um, comedy, and it's people like John Mulaney and Pete Davidson, and it's people like Stephen Colbert, Seth Meyers, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, like, those are, like, big names in comedy, and they all have many similar, many things alike, if you know what I mean, (laughs) um, but yeah, I think there are just so many underrated female comedians, um, black comedians, Asian comedians, comedians of all different groups that if you're interested in stand-up comedy or sketch comedy or uh, late-night comedy like talk shows and stuff, really, really worth checking out. Um, I already mentioned Chelsea Peretti. She's probably one of my favorite comedians of all time. I just think that her characters and her stand-up are just so genuinely hilarious and so creative. Um, Other ones are like Kristen Wiig, um, what is, oh my god, oh, Z-Way, I love Z-Way, she, if you, um, don't know who that is, she's kind of, um, she's kind of new to the scene, (laughs) um, she's kind of new to the scene, she's, um, she has a very similar talk show to, like, Conan or, Conan O'Brien or, like, um, Stephen Colbert, where she interviews people, but it's very, very, um, like, unfiltered. She is a, like, black woman who is very unfiltered, talks to people in a very joking, very, like, comic way about very serious topics, and I just think it's hilarious. She did this show, for example, where it's, like, asked white people to name these, like, black historical figures, and I just thought it was so, so funny. Um, but, yeah, I just, if you're, interested in like after listening and you're like I really you you kind of realize after a while like wow like okay my favorite comedians let's see oh wait they're all men <laughs> like I don't know it's just kind of like even if you don't mean to uh even if you yeah like even if you don't mean to at some point you kind of just realize like wow like all these talk show hosts all these successful actors all these you know everyone it's just like wow these are all men these are all very, very, like, these are all white people, these are all, etc. like, it's just, like, I, I definitely makes you want to, like, expand your horizons, which I definitely recommend, um, read lots of, like, I mean, yeah, do your research on new people, and you'll maybe find your new favorite, um, one last thing I wanted to talk about was, um, the cancel culture recently around stand-up comedy, um, if you know what I'm talking about with, like, people, uh, like Dave Chappelle, um, he is, if you're not familiar with who that is, he is a super, super famous, uh, stand-up comedy, stand-up comedian who is a black man who, he had the Chappelle show, um, a really long time ago. He canceled it himself, I think, like, I think he ended it, and then, um, now to stand-up comedy he's hosted Saturday Night Live a couple times and if you are in tune with like news about like comedy or the LGBTQ plus community he had a recent stand-up special on Netflix that was extremely um offensive to LGBTQ plus people where he called himself I believe he called himself a turf which I need to look up the exact um the exact definition, but it pretty much means anti-transgender. So yeah, a TERF is a trans-exclusionary radical feminist. So pretty much means 
um, like someone who is a feminist, someone who believes in equal rights for women and men, but excludes transgender people in that activism. And he proudly called himself that, which is usually, it's a derogatory term to be called. J.K. Rowling has been called a TERF, or I guess she also made clear she was a TERF, but it's like, it's a pretty, it's now become a kind of common word that used to be an insult, but now people are like claiming it as like, I am a proud whatever, you know, and it's like, um, yeah, so he pretty much said it in a form of a joke and then was like, I'm not joking though, you know, whatever, and people were like laughing and um, I think, and I know people were really mad, Netflix got in a lot of trouble for publishing it, which to be honest, I'm, I doubt Netflix watches a lot of the full stand-up specials, stand-up specials are a lot, or, like, the headquarters, like, the, the head people on Netflix, I doubt they're watching everything all the way through, so it's not really, like, you can blame Netflix, it's really the comedian's fault, but, um, yeah, they haven't taken it down since then, I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong, um, but that's definitely been, like, a big thing recently, is, like, um, if you know anything about, like, Aziz Ansari, he, was in 30 Rock and, or not 30 Rock, oh my gosh, uh, Parks and Rec, and um, uh, Master of None, and lots of other things, um, um, and he has a, similarly stand-up comedy on Netflix, and he was accused of sexual misconduct by, like, somebody he was set up on, like, a date with, and they wrote in this big article, like, this blog talking about, this was my experience with Aziz Ansari, he uh, sexually harassed me, and I don't think he should have this platform anymore, so he pretty much was in, they silenced him, (laughs) not silenced him, um, they, they pretty, he pretty much kind of, like, stepped out of the spotlight for a little bit, and then I recently watched his stand-up special where he had just come out of that little dark spot and talked about it, and was like, it was embarrassing and it was a mistake and I want to continue with my life and then he just went on with the stand-up special and I do think he's like a funny guy I think he you know whatever like he is a successful comedian and I'm not going to be like he doesn't deserve a platform but it's kind of crazy like in comedy um how many things we like can let fly under the radar just because we like see these people as comedians and they're like and we're like oh but they're just such lovable funny people and like they didn't you know they're just they make us laugh and they make us feel good so why would they hurt anybody else and there's so many comedians that have been accused of such awful things there's like James Franco and there's I mean that's like the first guy that comes to mind but there are like a lot of other people um and I think that it's like much easier for the public to kind of like forgive and forget with a comedian I don't know maybe just because like the comedian symbolizes humor and maybe it was like it's since they're personality and their kind of images marked as like a comic not everything is taken as in such a serious light but um it's a huge problem and like I'm not the I'm not going to be a person that's like let's take away anybody's platform that does something wrong but it is just like a very very stark difference between uh one person's history with another person's history there's and there are people that make that have made racist or sexist or awful jokes in the past it's this it's a very similar thing where it's like we can forgive and forget with them but we can't forgive and forget when um other people do 
similar things that aren't comedians because it's like oh they were just joking they don't they aren't actually racist they aren't actually sexist they don't actually mean this and it's like but it's coming out of a place of like I think that making fun of this group or doing this is like funny and that's like what the problem is with me um I think that Dave Chappelle I I personally don't support him um, anymore. I do like his earlier work, but even if you look at his earlier work, it's ridiculously homophobic, sexist. Um, but I mean, I respect him as a comedian and how successful he became and how how much he inspired. But yeah, I definitely don't like love him after he was just ridiculously offensive to a huge group of people and has been offensive to many other huge groups of people. Um, but yeah, so I think I've covered what I've wanted to cover. I'm trying to think if there's like anything else. Um, but I think that just like my final words of wisdom, even though they're not super packed with wisdom or anything, is like, if you're not into the comedy scene, I would definitely recommend watching some good comedy. It's so fun to get into comedy and just like get into all the even like old stuff that's not maybe (laughs) will look really ridiculous and silly like church ladies from I was talking about Dana Carvey before um some of his stuff looks so ridiculous now because it's just old humor but um some of the stuff that you'll find is just really precious and like is very it comedy just defines like a generation like we'll always have jokes and memorable sketches memorable shows memorable people that will help us um like take pain away from a painful situation how I know during tough times like watching funny things has always helped me and I'm sure has helped billions and billions of other people um and yeah I appreciate you guys so so much for listening please stay tuned for future episodes And I'll see you next time. Bye.